Ah, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Coach Tadrees Parker, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can get you into the best shape of your life, empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. We want to take you from the old you to the best you. And if you are taking off running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as I will inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Remember, the thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Uh, welcome to another week of the show, episode 192. And in this week's podcast, we will discuss choosing your foods wisely. Make it count. This is another one of our health tips for intermittent fasting, but let's be honest about this. Choosing your foods wisely helps dramatically when it comes to maintaining your weight, losing weight, and of course, running. Okay, You signed up for that race? Do you want to go into it feeling sluggish? Do you want to have any guilt because of what you ate before the race, right? And what you eat before the race, right? We're not really going to dive into that too much on this show, but think about 30 days before the race. I'm going to talk about uh, Craig DeSantis on today's show, and he makes sure that he doesn't drink any alcohol 30 days before a major event. Think about that for a minute. In segment number two, our shout-out section, I'm going to be talking about that 30-60-90 challenge. It is heating up as we are coming down the home stretch of it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, at this point, uh, the winter challenge, that you can't sign up for that, so you missed out on that beautiful shirt that came with the winter challenge, but don't miss out on the spring challenge. You can go to the show notes and sign up for that spring challenge now. Use the 30-60-90 challenge as a way to do what? As a way to do what Debbie Kramer did. She chose to uh, sign up to the challenge because she needed help getting 100 miles per month. That's what she wanted. That was her goal. And we're going to talk about her because this woman is on fire. She is blazing the trail. And what I appreciate about the uh, virtual challenges is that you could do it from anywhere. If you're listening to this podcast and you are in North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, California, what? New Zealand, okay? London, wherever you are listening to this podcast, you can sign up for that virtual challenge, get the commemorative shirt that goes with it, and it's a three-month challenge because I believe that you should be attacking your goals every 30, 60, 90 days. And for this challenge, you set the you set the target. Do you want to go for 30 miles and you're doing a mile a day? Do you want to do... Uh, 60 miles in a month or 90 miles in a month. And then if you are uh, a great overachiever and you want to go for that 100 miles and in those three months hit hit that target of 300 miles for the three months, that's, what, that's your option as well. And you get put into my uh, private group chat just for those uh, challengers. So to close the show, I will give the quote of the week as well. I understand this one thing, that you could be listening to anything in the world, but you chose to press play on this episode, and for that, I thank you. So let's dive into this week's topic. 
You can also find in the show notes, you can uh, click on the blog associated with this podcast. In fact, one of the 30, 60, 90 challengers, Rhapsody Cheney, is the writer of our our uh, blogs, and uh, I use her writings for my uh, podcast, right? And so it starts off by saying, when you're eating is the focus of intermittent fasting, but equally important is what you are eating in that window. You can't afford to waste space for junk food because your body needs good, clean fuel to run well. Don't fill up on low-quality foods, but choose foods that are both satisfying and nutritious. Now, if you had a Mercedes-Benz, a, uh, a uh, BMW, you know, Jaguar, in my case, I have a, a Volkswagen, <laughs> right? But one thing that I don't put in my Volkswagen is regular gas. What kind of gas? And I, you can't just put any oil in one of those European cars either. You can't just go and get like, you know, Mobile One or Wawa brand or wherever, you know, little store uh, oil. Your car might need a specific type of oil, a synthetic blend in my case. Okay. And so we want to treat our bodies the same way. If McDonald's is having 99 cent burgers, that is that is some regular, just, you know, cheap stuff. I'm not trying to call McDonald's out in particular, but you know what I'm saying, right? That gas station type food that just been sitting under a, a heat lamp for a little bit. No, what you put in your body matters. So we're going to jump in, in and explore the when and the what of intermittent fasting and why it actually works. And you may have been listening to me for a long time and be like, Coach, I already know you talk about intermittent fasting. Well, I'm still learning different things that may add something new to the conversation that we may not have talked about before. So for the beginners out there, there's the different types of uh, fasting protocols. One of the most popular is 16-8, not eating for 16 hours and eating in only an eight-hour eating window. There, There is the OMAD only one meal a day, two meals a day by Mark Sisson, and then the circadian rhythm fast. That's something that I definitely recommend for beginners. Just stop eating after dinner or keep it super simple. Like when the sun goes down, you're done eating. And when the sun comes up, you eat, right? Um, You can start eating again. The number one thing to remember about intermittent fasting windows is to remain 100% calorie-free during that fasting period. This means that uh, even a coffee with cream and sugar will break your fast. So we only want plain coffee, unsweetened tea, water, and uh, you know that way you are in a fasting, fasted state. Now, I will say there have been some people, including Mark Sisson, who says that cream did not uh, spike his insulin, right? And Or I, I shouldn't say that that's what he said. In his book or when I watched him on YouTube, he talks about having a little bit of monk fruit and, um, and cream. And I'm like, yo, Jen Stevens says that you don't want anything in your coffee, right? Um, I, there's another doctor, Dr. Atia says that sometimes we get hung up on the minutia and, and sometimes the small things doesn't really, uh, matter that what matters is that you're not having consuming like, 
you know, quantities of food and considering that fasting, right? So once again, there's different, you know, sides of the scale that you can, you can go on. Let's say you decided to uh, take the approach that only black coffee tea that, you know, that works for you, right? Or maybe you are a person that considers yourself fasting by adding cream and then you stall in your weight loss journey. Then guess what? You got to take the cream out. So I, I actually had a client who had a glucose meter and she had asked me this question because she had tried it and didn't see any insulin spike from it. So I knew where she was coming from. Why? Because I'm, I'm studying this stuff. I, I, I practice it. I study it. And it just so happens that um, she asked me around the same time that I was considering that information that Mark Sisson was talking about. Let's see what else I got here. Uh, as for your eating window, you need to be intentional about eating the right amount of calories. So your body will respond by slimming down instead of accidentally triggering starvation mood and slowing down your metabolism. Um, on the website, uh, Rhapsody left a link that you can check out, online calorie calculator, and see what the Mayo Clinic recommends based on your age, height, weight, and activity level. I will say, let me take a look ahead to see if I'm going to touch on this. I don't think so. So here's the deal. This particular week, I have been actually doing really well. When I say this week, I'm going to say just two days. Um, practicing the morning-night intermittent fasting protocol. And when it comes to making sure you have the right nutrients, I'm not counting calories, but what I am doing is making sure that I get uh, a substantial a significant amount of protein uh, in the morning with that first meal. And so in the past, I've been used to fasting for 16 hours, 20 hours with only a four-hour eating window. And uh, But we want to make sure, as Rhapsody says here in the blog, and, and it's true, you don't want to put yourself in starvation mode by, oh, I'm only going to eat in a a four, six, or eight-hour eating window, and I'm only going to have berries and uh, and drink drink a, a lot of water with tuna fish only or something like that. You need protein. The protein and fats from like avocados, your olive oil, uh, macadamia nuts, those fats and proteins is going to keep you satiated, and you're going to get, you know, and then add in your leafy greens and, and some vegetables and stuff like that so that you're never putting yourself in starvation mode. So the morning night routine, I made sure I got like 40 grams of protein, you know, anywhere from 30 to 40 grams of protein for the breakfast in the morning. So I got up, ran a five mile run, uh, opened my eating window at 8 a.m. Soon as I was done, it didn't, it didn't even take me 30 minutes to finish that food, right? Soon as I was done, I clicked my zero fasting app that I use. I cycle on and off. Sometimes I want to be, um, you know, hyper-focused with it. Sometimes I just want to be intuitive, right? With whichever one fits you for the season that you're in. I'm getting ready for a half marathon and I want to make sure that the scale, you know, goes in the right direction so I can trim up in time for the race. Listen, boxers do it. They trim up, right? They, they cut weight before the event or maybe they put weight on before the event, before they get, you know, before weigh-in, so they look like they're bigger, and then they actually cut and trim right before they get in the, the ring. So, you know, people do different things. Some Sometimes that's healthy, sometimes it's not, right? So, once again, 
we do we are a study of one so do and find what works for you as jen steven says tweak it until it's easy so that particular day i which that i was talking about that i ate a high protein breakfast i didn't eat i wasn't hungry i utilized my break time um, in the middle of the day to take care of some other things and then what did i do then i trained the group that night but i didn't want to eat past run group and we meet at 5 30 p.m so i ate a decent amount of protein a nice amount of little salad at 4 30 p.m now usually on a wednesday like that or it was it was thursday i'm sorry on a thursday like that is a late night for me i take my family to my spiritual congregation we get home if i'm not if i don't just jump into bed which i typically don't i might put something on um, to kind of wind down i might start getting hungry I might like my brain is saying, you're not really hungry, but you got a taste for whatever's been sitting in the cabinet. Well, I didn't have that with those two high protein meals. Um, let me move on. Let's see what else we got here. Choose uh, the what. So we talked about the when, right? And now we're going to talk about the what. What are you eating as someone who is mindfully committed to intermittent fasting is so important. For best results, please do eat foods high in protein like I just mentioned. The I, I get a big thing of mixed greens when I'm on my game. Not always, right? Uh, mixed greens, and I, I'll have some high protein. Like In that case, the other day, I had like three uh, baked chicken thighs with the skin. Because what did I say? The protein in combination with the fat is good for holding you over, keeping you full, got, and then with the greens in there, boom. You know what's bad? When you have uh, protein and sugar together, okay? Because the protein could start to break down into a sugar if you're not careful, okay? So if you're a person that needs to uh, take vitamins and supplements to fill the gap, you could do that too. Uh, position yourself for success ahead of time before you start to feel hungry. We talked about this in the past. Do not go food shopping while hungry. You can go to the blog and actually scan through this. And we left links to other uh, podcasts and blogs that we've mentioned some of these things in before. So plan ahead so you know what you're eating at each meal and what your snack options will be. Just like planning for your next race. Now, when I did the two meals in that day, there is no snack options, right? Mark Sisson is a, a big-time proponent, you know, supporter of having the two healthy meals with no snacking in between. Now, I can say this. If a snack that I feel is worthy of my, my body, like from time to time, avocado oil, potato chips. The only ingredients is potatoes, sea salt, and avocado oil. Not a ton of ingredients in that. I will have that with my meal. If you want a piece of dark chocolate, you know, or even if you wanted a, a Reese's piece, a Reese cup, right? Have it with your meal, right? If you if you are practicing food freedom and you want to use that as your dessert or something, eat it with the meal at the end. Don't fall for the trap of I'm gonna go eat it, uh, you know, and then we start stringing things along. We start, you say, you eat dinner, and sometimes I will put a 30-minute timer on 
and have a piece of dessert 30 minutes after I ate my last meal and then drink that with a cup of black coffee and close my window right then and there, okay? This stuff is important, guys, because um, some other research that I was looking at was that we all should be uh, stop eating three hours before bedtime. So it was called three, two, one. Stop eating three hours before bedtime. Stop work two hours before bedtime, and stop screens and an hour before bed. So what I did was, you know, because nowadays a lot of people are working from home. They work for themselves. They're entrepreneurs. They're checking social media to see if anyone commented on things. They check in their emails. No, two hours before bed, put work away, right? Enjoy maybe a TV show or something. Then an hour before bed, turn the screen off. And what I did is I went to the library and picked up a couple of books so that I can like wind down without the stimulation. Why this is important is because one hour, the first hour of sleep is the most restorative uh, portion of the sleep to regenerate yourselves, to get your, you know, there's little men inside your body, men and women inside your body putting in work to restore yourself. You don't want to interrupt that by eating so close to bedtime. And now your body and your blood is trying to digest food in the middle of the night. So three hours before bed, that works perfect. And guys, what's going to happen is you're going to be able to wake up flatter stomach. And you'll be able to run with energy. You know, if you need a little little pick-me-up before the run, have a cup of black coffee or something like that and, and save the eating for after the run if you are that type of person. A lot of times, guys, once again, I can fast for 12 hours, run 13 miles, no problem, and I might not even be hungry after that. I'll eat later in the day. But right now, because I'm practicing this morning-night routine, it, it was it was pretty decent, right? And I'm not starving. I, honestly, I woke up this morning after that, you know, closing my window early f before 5 p.m. I woke up this morning. I didn't get a chance to do any workout this morning. I did wake up a little bit late. I had a very sound sleep. I was okay with that because the day before was so busy. I needed, my body needed that extra sleep. Well, guess what I did? I made myself a hearty breakfast to do this morning night routine and I didn't even finish it all. Because I wasn't starving. I wasn't hungry. And um, I'm looking forward to my my meal after I do this podcast. I'm looking forward to my evening meal. But I don't feel as though that I'm going to binge at all. I feel fine. I feel satiated because I had that. And what's funny is that it's in a little container. So the portion that I will have for dinner, if I'm not satisfied, guess what? I can, I can heat that uh, protein-packed eggs and turkey bacon up to go with the dinner that I'm going to have tonight. I hope you guys are enjoying this podcast so far. Please do me a favor, share it with your family and friends. Um, do us another favor, uh, comments on the, uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify, people are leaving messages on Spotify now. So I really appreciate that. Luz Ramirez, uh, gave a, a comment on Spotify, encouraging Ed Brown to keep going in his journey. So we really, really appreciate our listener support and engagement. You guys can friend me on social media on uh, primarily Facebook and hit me up on Messenger and leave a voice memo so that I can play it on a future show. I really want questions to come in. You can email me at coachtadris at gmail.com. 
uh, submit some stories, questions. You may be, you will be featured on the podcast, whether I talk about you as a standalone, you know, segment, or uh, I might even reach out to you and interview you for a future show. Continuing on, um, planning ahead puts you at a great advantage because you will shop or train according accordingly and keep your pantry in check. So like I said, those that are winning races, winning, winning their age group or getting close to it, they have been at a great advantage because they've been training hard. They've been training smart, right? It's not always about working hard. It's about working smarter too, all right? So eat more fruits, fresh fruits, veggies, opt for baked foods, uh, air fryer foods, which is good. If you're going to fry something, make sure you pick a, a healthier oil. Uh, you'll be better served if you avoid drinking alcohol. We talked about that. If you're practicing intermittent fa fasting, liquor is and wine is chock full of empty calories, just wasting space and offering very little nutritional value. So if you want an adult beverage during your eating window, it's recommended to opt for ciders, uh, sparkling water, or maybe even a light beer. Like I said, just like with a little piece of dessert, you can have a little bit with your meal at, you know, but again, just like snacking after, you know, your dinner and you're watching a show or whatever, if you're watching a show and you're having some alcoholic drinks, guess what that's going to do? You're going to start getting a little, little gurgle. You start thinking, man, I can really use something salty. I can really use something sweet. And you go into the cabinet and you start eating the kids' stuff. I said kids, but we really want to watch what they're eating too, don't we? All right, so be smart, guys. Let's, let's talk about the why. Why intermittent fasting helps you lose weight. So here it is. You can lose 8 to 10 pounds per month by intermittent fasting if done correctly. And you can keep the weight off if you're wise about when and what you're eating. Remember this. When it comes to keeping it off, you must stay at a weight for two to three months before it becomes a new set weight. Okay? When I hit the mid-160s and I was like not weighing myself for like, you know, six weeks or something. And in between that six weeks, I've had pizza. I've had McDonald's. Did I have McDonald's? At that time, yes, I had McDonald's. It was like we had a race and I was hungry. And I sent my wife to go get me something. So she was like, what do you want, McDonald's? I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm hungry. Just go ahead, and, go ahead and hook it up. So, And then I weighed myself, and I was still in the mid-160s. Why? Because of intermittent fasting, eating right. And once I hit the 160s, I was able to stay, like, I was mindful. You know, I've, I may have had a slice of pizza. I may have had McDonald's that one time. But because I was in the 160s for two to three months... Those foods did not hinder me. I was able to maintain. Now, what happens is, though, when you start to reintroduce all those foods again on a consistent basis and your weight starts to creep up and, you know, this is when you start playing that game where, man, I'm, I'm back in the one, you know, high 170s and I, I'm eating right for two or three weeks. I lose three or four pounds. And then I eat something wrong, I'm back up three to four pounds again because it doesn't work. Like in order to, to have a new set weight, you need to be in that zone. So if you cut out all the sugar, all the alcohol, 
you cut out, you know, dangerous greens that, that may not be good for you. Some greens is good. You know, it's up to you, right? Greens may not work for you. So sugar, grains, these type of things, you cut that stuff out and you're intermittent fasting and you have dropped 15 to 20 pounds. Well, you want to stay there for those two to three months so that so that, that becomes your new set weight. That way, if you did go to a special wedding or you went to Jamaica and, and overate, you're not going to jump back up those 20 pounds, 15, 20, 30 pounds. You're not going to jump back up. You may jump up five pounds and then lose it as soon as you come back. That's what we want. That's what you want to achieve from doing this. So how many pounds and inches you'll lose depends on your starting weight and your commitment to the intermittent fasting process. Sorry, uh, Successfully losing weight with intermittent fasting requires a shift in mindset. You can't get stuck thinking about how to bend the rules or count uh, count down the next day to your next cheat meal or whatever if you really want the intermittent fasting to work. Now, food freedom is a healthy mindset for intermittent fasting as well, right? There is, a, this is where you acknowledge the trade-off that occurs when you eat. If you're eating well, consuming the right amount of calories, getting nu nutrients and eating foods, you enjoy during a predetermined time, your body will benefit the most. I kind of talked about that, right? But if you binge um, on dessert or grab drinks with friends, you reserve the right to do that, but acknowledge that you will pay the price. And one price you will pay is slower race times and guilt from knowing that you could have done better. This price varies, though. Um, if you're like most of us, you may need to exercise harder that week or cut back on the calories to avoid gaining the weight and falling back out of discipline. Food freedom means that you delay or limit indulgence instead of denying them completely, making a conscious decision based on whether or not it's worth it to you. So in my conclusion here in segment number one, segment number one is kind of long, so that means seg segment number two, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to blitz through that bad boy. But to wrap up this segment, if, if uh, IF really does work because your body burns fat at a higher rate and retains the nutrients it needs. Intermittent fasting prompts your body to detox. Picture what's happening inside during your fasting window as you're restoring your health at a cellular level and shedding unneeded junk. Intermittent fasting isn't a fad diet or even a new concept. It's a trend and, excuse me, it's a tried and true way of keeping a healthy rhythm and supporting your natural systems of digestion and metabolism so you can feel and look your absolute best. You don't have to overcomplicate things. You can and will achieve your weight loss goals with a manageable intermittent fasting plan if you need help you know where you can go you can check out your boy and uh also other members of the keep calm and run to the best you crew who has been getting results over these last six years that i've been talking about intermittent fasting i'm gonna take a break and when i come back segment number two all right welcome back segment number two 
this is my shout out section. Shout out to uh, our 60 year old, amazing new member, Maria, Maria Goldfarb from Galloway, New Jersey. Uh, she signed up primarily because she wants to drop some uh, LBs and want to learn more about the intermittent fasting and how I, my approach of a whole food, you know, eating protocol. Um, so she is right now on day five of her uh, keeping a real journey. Appreciate her for stepping into this and, and being bold enough that she's been coming out to trainings, walking with the walkers, um, picking my brain here live locally in New Jersey. Um, it was like 34, 30 mile an hour winds. It was crazy on speed day. I was getting ready to cancel because the wind was blowing me all over the track and I went to reach out to the group and and uh no one answered that first i'm like man you know one person had said they're not coming out because they're just so cold they're underneath a heating blanket and so i was like maybe maybe no one else will come it's, it's like really cold here and the wind is like going crazy man four people showed up ben lapichel he was doing sprints he he got to the point where he came out of his hoodie so shout out to him shout out to uh lisa polite and uh, Leonard, Leonard Rosenthal, he came out and then Maria was the only walker that day. But shout out to our walking extraordinaires, Marie Geary, uh, Rose Bucci and Hunter Judd. They went and walked indoors. So do what works for you, baby. You know what I mean? Keep moving. That's the thing. Uh, shout out to Mariposa Santos, who returns to the Keep Time and Run to the Best You program. She was with us back in 2000. Um, when we first started this thing, you know, she was like year three of our program and she's been away taking care of family, doing life, you know, and I'm just happy to know that when she's she was ready to come back to running, we're still here to give her that support. And she remembers how she felt when she was running with the Run to the Best You program. And so here we are, year 10, and uh, we have uh, a place and a community for her to come back to. And this community, once again, stretch worldwide, guys. You know, you, don't not, you do not have to live in New Jersey to get the support from Run to the Best You. All right, now that takes me to the 30, 60, 90 challenge, okay? That wintertime challenge. I am going to give shout outs to the first uh, four people. I'm going to shout out their miles and then I'm going to just say the names of the other that rounds this challenge out. Um, yo, shout out to Debbie Kramer. I had mentioned her earlier. She signed up to this to just do 100 miles a month. Well, guess what? We are in the middle of March and she's already accomplished 300 miles. In fact, she's at 317 miles as the recording of this show on uh usually guys i wouldn't record the show this late into the week i used to but uh last week last weekend was my 17th anniversary married to nicole parker love her so much love our family thank you so much for putting up with me and all my running antics and uh <laughs> you know trying new things with this program the podcast the movie uh there's no movie yet but that do sound cool, right? Um, <laughs> so uh, thank you, Nikki, for, for being by my side this whole time. So um, this is crazy. I'm recording this podcast on 317, and I'm looking at this list here. This is live, up to date. Debbie Kramer, 317 miles. That's crazy. Craig DeSantis at 300 miles. I am at 251. I am having a goal of trying to close out that 300. And then 
on the spring challenge, I may not go for 100 miles a month only because I really have a lot of stuff that I want to, uh, you know, devote my time to. And, and I love running. I, I love like I, I may still get 100 miles a month, you know, what I mean, but, um, you know, there's some volunteer things that I want to be a part of in the community spiritually, too. So I may be devoting a little bit more time to that. And then when I run, make sure that I'm running fast because I want to get faster 5K time. So. Um, so I'm at 251 and like right on my heels, man, she thinks she's slick. She is sneaking up behind me at 245 miles. And that's Rhapsody, um, the writer of the, uh, the writer extraordinaire of this, uh, blog. And, um, yo, she is competitive. She's out here making sure she is trying to catch me. In fact, I messaged her before I started recording this and I said, you ain't slick. I see you trying to, uh, creep. Uh, you know, moving in silence as it were. She says, yeah, uh, third place is up for grabs and she's going for it. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do have a 10 mile run coming up this weekend that I'm going I'm to indulge in. So um, Rhapsody, lace up because I'm about to put on the, I'm about to put on the gas for you. Okay. Cause I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get a hundred miles in three weeks of March so that I can have a, um, a down week before the Atlantic City Marathon, half marathon on April 2nd. Shout out to them. Genia, what's up? Um, haven't talked about them enough, I feel. So that's coming up quick. Donna Analotis, Robin Santini, Dylan Bakley, Ed Brown, and Jessica Young rounds out this challenge doing their thing as well. Thank you so much for being a part of this challenge. We want to have you. I, You see, I, I just named a small group. I would love to have 100 people in this. You jump, you join, sign up, get some friends involved. We all make a, a big thing out of, out of this spring. We all can move more. Whether you are a walker or a jogger, run, walk, runner, whatever it is. Hey, I talked about it before. We want to hear from some of your success. Head over to the show notes and fill out, you know, email me, shoot me an email and tell me how you like the podcast. You can do a lot more, right? Here's some upcoming races we're training for. Next Saturday, this Saturday coming is March 25th. It's the Phillies 5K. That thing sold out. It came with four tickets to the game. Um, I was fortunate enough to get my hands on some tickets because, uh, you know, I just got the game that I want. I'm going to take my son, maybe take another couple. I will see what happens, but I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be in Philly at, at the stadium. So I never did that before. I'm super excited about it. Uh, upcoming races we're training for again, April Fool's AK and Half Marathon on Saturday, Sunday, April 1st and 2nd. We actually get a deal on that race. Head over to the show notes. You, As a listener of the show, you can get 15% off. Hey, Cape May Zoo, 5K on Sunday, April 23rd in Cape May Courthouse, New Jersey, 8, 10 a.m. Let's go. Muddy Dash, which is on May 6th. I don't have all the details on that here. The Bungalow, the Beach Bungalow 5 Miler, Saturday, June 8th at 8 a.m. in Atlantic City. And as I talked about that 36 and 90 challenge, get moving more. Here is the quote of the week. There will come a day when I can no longer run. But today is not that day. You know why? Because you've been eating right. You know why? Because you've been practicing giving your body a break from constantly eating snacks and junk food. And that's why you'll continue to do things. Real quick story working with someone 
she kept talking about how she's getting old, she's 60, and she can't run, she can't walk, and, and the problem is, she says, the problem is, I don't want to do it by myself, and she knows me, and I'm like, hello, <laughs> I know an encouraging group of people that you can come walk with, and it, it, it's, it's some company called Keep Calm and Run to the Best You. Later that night, when I went to the walk club and the and the runners, were, I gave the runners their assignments. Boom, they went out and they're doing their training, the tempo run on Thursday. And I just relaxed that Thursday, you know what I'm saying? Because we had walkers out there and I wanted to spend some time with them. And I got to find out that the couple that was out there, she's 80 years old. Shout out to Mrs. Brown and Mr. Brown. Ed Brown Sr. to be exact. And yes, that's the Ed Brown that you guys know and love from podcasts in the past. I had him on, but his parents are out there and they're walking. And guess what? Last week, the, her first week, she was only able to go around the loop one and about an eighth, which was like, and then she turned around and walked to her car. So in total, she she walked about three quarters of a mile. Well, week two, she made it two times around for one mile at this loop that we train at. So that's what it's all about, man. You know, you either use it or lose it. And I'm, you know, just as much as I said that I'm proud of having a community that Mariposa can come back to, I'm like equally proud to see two people in their 80s out there walking with us. Yeah. If you are feeling inspired by today's show, do one of the following things. Support our podcast and become a Patreon. Shout out to Jen Burke, our first and only Patreon. Please, please, guys, check out that. And uh, we're going to spread the love, right? Learn more about our transformational uh, programs. Sign up for that 306090, which also will help support the show. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. On next week's show, we will be talking about our next weight loss tip and how it applies to your running. Thank you so much for listening to this week's show. And remember, keep calm and run to the best you. I'll talk to you next week. Woo!